Welcome one, welcome all to the Mildly Defensive Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Matt Jordan, joined this week by a guest. Yes, we have our first guest on the show. Uh, Brandon is swamped this week, um, but we've got one of our our close buddies um, and another uh, person in our league of record uh, that's been doing this work for 20 years, Alex Boardwell. Uh, Alex, how are you this week? Doing good, man. Glad glad to be here. First time, long time. Uh, happy to happy to join and uh, join in on the grind. Absolutely. Um, no, we're we're really glad to have you on the podcast. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun to get a, a new perspective, new voice on this. Um, so Alex and I are going to be talking about uh, week six waiver wire pickups this week. Um, we'll you know get into obviously some of the news um, like we usually do, um, and we'll we'll have a little fun here. So uh, Alex, can you kick us off with uh, the news items this week? Yeah, so uh, I think the first big one is obviously Dak uh, Prescott um, twisting his ankle in a very unfortunate uh, way. Um, you know, obviously just brutal that, that, to watch. That type of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that type of injury is tough to watch. Um, you know, it's bad when they they replay it on Monday Night Countdown and they just blur out the ankle. So, um, you know, obviously with his contract and everything, it it, it sucks. But um. Looks like he's going to be out probably four to six months, um, you know, which is which is terrible. He was having a you know a record-setting year. Um, yeah, like four hundred plus passing yards a game. I mean, he was like the lone bright spot, uh, not only on the Cowboys but in the NFC East. Um, <laughs> just a yeah, you know, even even as a Giants fan, you know, brutal to see. Um, he seems like an incredibly likable guy. Uh, you know, re- really sad to see someone go down like that. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. So, um, yeah, the the Cowboys will will look to to go in a different direction. I'm sure we'll talk about that in the uh, in the waiver section um, later on. Um, other news: there was uh, Dalvin Cook um, looked like he had a, a groin injury on Sunday night. Um, I think immediate reports are not going to be too bad. Um, the only thing to keep in mind is. I believe the Vikings go on a bye uh, the week after, so maybe something to consider. Even if it's not that bad, they may may hold them back for for a week and, and get them a little rested um, after the bye. I think that's a great call, and I'm I'm sure you'll talk about him when we get into the waivers. But um, it also helps to know that you have a pretty serviceable backup. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. He he did some work on on Sunday night for sure. <laughs> Um, then the final item that I was tracking and hurt me um, in fantasy in a couple leagues is Michael Thomas. Um, obviously, through the first couple weeks, he was dealing with, I believe, an ankle injury. Looked like um, looked like things were turning around for him, and then uh, apparently got in some altercation with his teammates, um, which caused him to be out uh, last night. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the Saints made that call about. 2:30 on a Sunday, which does absolutely no good for anyone in the fantasy community who wants to spot start someone. So, um, thank you, New Orleans Saints, for for that, and thank you, Michael Thomas, for being a stand-up person. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, I mean, I, I think anybody, certainly on Twitter or anyone that knows anything about Michael Thomas, uh, certainly knows that. Um, I guess to to put it mildly, because that's what we do on this podcast. Um, but uh, he's he's a intense competitor, um, so it it sounds like some of that uh, intense competitiveness got very much the better of him, and I guess he punched uh, Chauncey Gardner, um, which is just you know ridiculous on on so many levels um as a as someone that follows the florida gators um chauncey gardner is is certainly a competitor as well so um you know as somebody i know that lines up in the slot i i can only imagine that those two go at it frequently in practice but getting to the point where you're punching your teammate um you know you it, it makes you wonder here if kind of michael thomas maybe some of the the frustration of not being on the field is getting to michael thomas um, he's really got to pull himself together. I mean, as a leader on his team, you got to be better than that. Um, and like you said, I mean, certainly, uh, this, this hurt fantasy managers badly. Um, anybody that took Michael Thomas, I mean, that has just been an absolute train wreck. You, you use very significant draft capital on him, and you've, 
not only got nothing, um, but I mean, he even gave you a bad game <laughs> to start the year. Yep. Um, and now has just been riding the bench. Um, and, you know, and th- this whole thing's been weird too, because they didn't even put him on IR. Um, so yeah. I mean, that suggests that they thought he was going to come back. He didn't. Yep. So now they didn't even get that extra roster spot. It's not like the saints are in a great place right now. Um, yeah, the whole thing has been weird. Yeah, that's that frustration for the IR spot, especially this year with you know having a, a lot of leagues do an additional IR spot. That's that's something as as managers we can kind of work with. But kind of you're going week to week and last minute calls, last minute plays. It's 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 no fun. So my, Michael Thomas, you're in my doghouse. Um, <laughs> you know, from from here on out, I'll start I'll start you after you come back. But here in my doghouse. A new segment on the mildly defensive fantasy football <laughs> podcast, Alex Boardwell's doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Thomas, you are the chosen one. <laughs> Welcome to the doghouse. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, certainly, I mean, the, the DAC news obviously is the, the highlight there. Um, it seems like every week that we get on and we talk about the news, you know, there's something incredibly impactful every single week. Um, you know, it, other than the DAC news, this was actually a pretty light week in terms of the injuries. Maybe that's because there's almost no players left to get hurt. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, Dak, you know, he was like one of the shining stars of the year. I mean, I think there was going to be a very interesting question out there of like, could you win MVP on a team that only wins five games? Um, and I think Dak, <laughs> Dak was going to really put that to the test. Um, yeah. Well, when, when that when that five t- five games wins the division, you know that <laughs> might add a little bonus to it. So. so we'll probably go down a rabbit hole here, but um, the NFC East is so bad. Um, I mean, it, in, incredibly because they've done this before in recent years, is Philadelphia going to like backdoor their way to another <clears throat> NFC East title doing absolutely nothing? Um, now, to, to, to their credit, they at least have reasons for being bad. Like half of yeah. their team is yep. hurt. Um, you know, like far less reason for some of these other teams. Um, but it's it's remarkable to me that like, this story seems to write itself year after year where Philadelphia, like half of their team gets hurt. They look absolutely awful on the field. And then you're looking at it a few weeks in and you're like, I still think they're going to win this division. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you look at like the atrocities they've had on, you know, their injuries, you know, compared to the other members of that division, but you have Dak, you know, blowing his ankle out. You have the giants, Saquon Barkley and, and that train wreck of an organization. Apologies. Matt on that, and then um, understand. Yeah, then you get the Redskins who, who are just benching, you know, their their second year quarterback and sending him, sending him home for the day. Um, you know, somehow the the Eagles are, <laughs> they look like the most stable possibly, and that's that's a scary that's a scary thought. It is. Um, I was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I was talking to my dad the other day, um, and he had asked the question, you know, like. Can the can the NFL give the NFC East a year off um, and just say like <laughs> we're gonna give your playoff spot to someone else? Uh, <laughs> you don't deserve it. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna make another wild card spot. I mean, what's even more ridiculous is wh- whoever likely Philadelphia you know wins this train wreck is going to get a home playoff game, which is yep. I mean, I still don't think they're going to win said home playoff game, but like how. How angry would you be if you're a team that likely is going to have 10 or 11 wins or more um, and you have to go on the road to play Philadelphia? Um, ugh. Ugh, that sounds brutal. Yeah, I I wouldn't be thrilled about that, um, especially <laughs> because, I mean, at that point, Philly might actually be healthy. Um, so, like, you might yeah. actually be playing, like, a halfway decent version of Philly, you know, despite having six or seven wins. Um, yeah. And you're going to have to do so on the road. I don't know. Yeah. NFL might have to th- rethink yeah. that one a little bit just because of the NFC East. <laughs> it's been... Yeah. Well, and unfortunately for them, Nick Foles is not walking through that door. So, um, you know, I don't I don't think it's going to go too far for, for the Eagles this year. Trade deadline hasn't gotten here yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Maybe, maybe he is walking through that door and I don't never know. Never say never. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So with, with that being said um, – we, uh, we always like to play a game, um, and we reached out 
to see if there were some other games that the listeners uh, wanted to see. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Dirks, reached out and he actually asked if we could talk about what our ideal squad would look like rest of season. So shout out to Dirks um, for posing that question to us. Um, so I'm going to toss this one to you first. Do you want to start mm-hmm. on offense? Um, who would your rest of season offense be? So here's here's kind of what the setup will be. We usually do half point PPR here. Um, so we'll do half point PPR, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one flex, one tight end on offense. On defense, we'll do two defensive backs, two linebackers, two defensive linemen. Sound good, Alex? Sounds good. All right, I'll kick it to you for offense. Who would your rest of season squad be? Yeah, so I was debating on this quarterback. Um, you know, there's there's two people I have in mind. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, um, you know, future Hall of Famer. Um, you know, fantastic, fantastic quarterback. Um, and then obviously Russ, Russell Wilson. Um, you know, let Russ cook. Um, you know, I. <laughs> I debated this in my mind and I, I kind of went back to the, the Sunday night game where first half they didn't let Russ cook second half Russ was cooking and they won the game. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to continue to win. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go Russell Wilson as my quarterback. Um, I just think he's, he's got something this year. They're finally letting him throw the ball. Um, so I just, I think they're going to continue that and he's just going to continue to dominate. I love it. Yeah. Um, for running backs, um, I think with, uh, with Dak's injury, I think Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott will continue to just, um, you know, his, his, um, play will just increase. He'll continue to get the ball. Andy Dalton will look to him to kind of, kind of lead that offense. Um, that's not to say, I don't think they'll continue to throw the ball, but I think they're going to lean on him a lot more. Um, you know, their defense isn't stopping anyone, so they're going to have to put up points. Um, so I think Zeke is, is kind of my, my number one running back, um, and then Aaron Jones wow. is my is my number two. It, is it okay um, if I say that that's a relatively bold take? <laughs> <laughs> Zeke yeah, number I, one rest of season. I, <laughs> I actually think that's pretty bold. I like it. Um, I mean, I have some stock in Zeke, so I mean, it works out well for me if that's the case. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> see. so also a bias take. All right, <laughs> yes, you're, absolutely. You're, you're a gentleman. I appreciate you admitting that. Um, and number two, I have I have Aaron Jones. Um, I know there's another running back who's been tearing it up, tore it up last night. Um, I just kind of look at Aaron Jones with that offense, um, kind of rest of season and kind of a, an interesting fact, they've already had their buy. Um, so, you know, you don't have to deal with buys with them, plug them in, chug them, um, rest of season, Aaron Jones. I'm, I'm liking the, the Zeke Aaron Jones combination, uh, moving forward for rest of season. I think that's great. Um, wide receivers are doing two wide receivers, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, this is, yeah, I was looking at the, the wide receivers for this year and it's just, it's just crazy. Some interesting names I've seen. Um, so the first one I'm, I'm going to do is, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think him and Kyler Murray just have a connection. Um, you know, we're talking 0.5 PPR. He's going to get his catches. Um, last week it looked like he was having a down game and then he hits for a 50, 50 yard one-handed catch bomb. That just shows you how what kind of player he is. Um, so I think he's just he's just gonna be yeah he's just gonna be a stud uh, the rest of the year I think. Um, and then for the the next wide receiver, I have a couple names on here. I'll just rattle them off and then make my decision. Um, DK Metcalf. Um, you know if I'm go, if I'm cooking with Russ, I like him and him and Metcalf. Um, uh, Allen Robinson, um, who's someone I I still don't understand how he's this good. Um, the Chicago offense does not do anything for me, um, but you just look at his numbers and he's just consistent, um, you know, whether it's Foles or Trubisky, he's just getting passes. I, I don't get it. It makes absolutely no sense for me. Um, but with that said, I'm going to pick him. <laughs> um, before that, at, he had Bortles. Yeah. This this poor yeah. man. I, I, know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what he's done to the football gods to deserve yeah. this. Just imagine if he had a quarterback, what kind of numbers he'd be putting up. So uh, I'm going to go Allen Robinson. Um, might be a little, might be a little, um, you know, hot takey, but I, I think he's, I just think he's a stud now. Um, and going forward, I like it. Bold. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, for tight end, I won't be as bold. Uh, Travis Kelsey is just an absolute beast. Um, he's, he's unstoppable. He's got Patrick Mahomes throwing on the ball. Um, He's just an absolute beast. He's a he's a wide receiver and a tight end body. Um, you know, just love him in that offense. They get him the ball. Um, I said it, forget it. He'll he'll get you what you need every week. Yeah, in an in an offense 
where it seems like everything else now to be fair Tyreek Hill has been actually incredibly consistent Mm. this year the rest of his career he hasn't been but this year he's been really consistent um but you know like generally speaking I I feel like we've looked at that offense and you know you you kind of get nervous because you're like well one week it might be the running back blowing Mm. up the next week it might be Tyreek Hill with 150 yards and two touchdowns the Mm. next week it's randomly Demarcus Robinson going off for 90 yards and a score um Kelsey it feels like over time has been the lone consistent piece of that offense like he's always there always produces yeah I, I, I love it yeah yeah, that's um that was a that was a no brainer for me. Um, and then we go to my flex, and the beauty of this is I can pick anyone. Um, so I'm going Alvin Kamara. I didn't put him in my running back spot, um, but the man is the man is a beast. Um, just some of the catches he was making last night. Um, you know he's he's gonna get the ball. They love him in New Orleans. They just paid him, so they're gonna they're gonna put him to work. So I'll put Alvin Kamara in my flex because I can because I can pick anyone from from <laughs> from that. Um, so yeah, so I'll do Alvin Kamara in my flex, which um, sounds very nice. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. I think we we definitely agree on a few of these. Um, I had the exact same debate in my mind between uh, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, on the sheet I'm looking at right now, uh, I literally went back and forth a few times and crossed names out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For for probably similar reasons to you, I ended up going Russell Wilson rest of season, which in my mind felt bold to like take anyone over Pat Mahomes. Um, But for similar reasons, I just I I really do believe that that Seattle defense is as bad as it looks like it is. And I I think in order to win, this is what Seattle is going to have to do. Now, maybe I'm wrong and maybe that defense improves. They always seem to improve, um, you know, since Pete Carroll has been there. And if that's the case, maybe they kind of go back to their run heavy ways. But um, it it doesn't look like it right now. And as a result, I think if you could have anyone out there, it it has to be Russell Wilson. 19 touchdowns in five games. Jeez. Incredible. Absolutely (laughs) incredible. Yeah, that's insane. He's cooking. Yeah. Well, and he's always been like in terms of, you know, passing touchdown percentage, he's always been a crazy outlier in terms of efficiency. Um, And, you know, in in the past, the reason that at least someone like me um, often didn't want Russell Wilson, at least as high as he usually went in drafts, is because I felt like, you know, there, there were weeks that he would give you absolutely nothing because, you know, Chris Carson would just run the ball 30 times and, you know, Russell wouldn't do anything. Um but, you know, even some of those weeks, he'd throw like 23 passes and still have three touchdowns, which was yeah. just incredible. Yeah. Uh, now, with him actually throwing a lot of passes, it it's really hard to pass up. Um, yeah. Rest of season, uh, I I still can't turn away from Christian McCaffrey. So I, I mm. still took McCaffrey rest of season because I think he's just going to be incredible. Um, I think it's a testament to how good that situation is that Mike Davis has been an RB one while McCaffrey has been gone. And I don't think that takes anything away from McCaffrey. I think it just shows it's a great situation for running backs. And then you put arguably, you know, one of the biggest athletic freaks in the game (laughs) into that position. It's just a beautiful thing. So I think I'm still taking McCaffrey rest of season. He hopefully should be back, you know, um, this, this coming week. Um, I also took Kamara, um, that offense seems like it's reverting back to its old running back ways. Uh, Breeze doesn't seem as willing. Now, to be fair, we'll see when Michael Thomas comes back if this changes, but at least right now, he doesn't seem particularly willing to go down the field with the football. Um, he loves to throw to Kamara, who is the ultimate mismatch coming out of the yeah. backfield. It's just when he's healthy, it's a thing of beauty to watch him. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, I, Camara is just he's playing otherworldly football right now um this is pretty chalky um but I apologize for nothing um (laughs) I uh based on their target share I still can't turn away from Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas rest of season Hmm. um Michael Thomas you know we'll have to see I think that there's a lot there that worries me this is another one that I crossed out a bunch of times um I thought a lot about Hopkins I thought a lot about um, really both Seattle wide receivers because Russell Wilson's been so good. Yeah. Uh, in particular, Metcalf is just a freak. Um, but, you know, I, I also think about how little 
New Orleans has there. Um, and it's impossible for me to imagine a scenario where Michael Thomas doesn't come in and command essentially a third of the targets moving forward. Um, so I, I still felt like that was a little bit too much to pass up. Yeah. Um, but I will admit that there's, I think, a lot of risk there um, just because he seems like in, in all kinds of ways he's a mess this year. Um, in the flex, uh, I went back and forth between you know two names you already talked about, Zeke and Aaron Jones. Um, I'm actually right there with you on the Zeke call. I think that they're going to have to lean pretty heavily on Zeke. Um, so I think ultimately um, Zeke is the call here over Aaron Jones. Maybe that's just me being a part of the fantasy community that just constantly disrespects Aaron Jones. <laughs> um, and I will fully admit that. Um, but his, his usage, you know, maybe he's just the Russell Wilson of running backs. Like, you know, his inf- efficiency is insane, um, kind of like Kamara. Um, but I guess the usage just makes me a little bit nervous. And, you know, the, the numbers he's been putting up have been without Devontae Adams being there, commanding a ton of targets. Um, as a result, you know, at least rest of season, to your point, um, I like Zeke because I feel like this the Dallas offense – um, is going to have to revert back to their old ways, which is, you know, feeding Zeke endless, endless amounts of touches. Yeah. Um, I, I love that possibility in the flex. Um, and, you know, similarly to you, so I won't even add any um, analysis on this, Travis Kelsey's phenomenal. Um, <laughs> he uh, is we'll, good at football. Yes. <laughs> and going any other direction, what are you doing to yourself? You know, he's just <laughs> so, so good. Um Going over to defense, um, for the two defensive backs, I chose Jamal Adams. Um, He's been out, so, you know, it's very possible folks forgot about him, but he was absolutely incredible the first two weeks in the Seattle defense. Um, I had had at least some reservations about what his role was going to look like in Seattle, um, but after watching him the first two weeks, I have no reservations. He's incredible. Seattle's using him very similarly to how he was used in New York. Um, I would love to have Adams rest of season. He's been out a little longer than I thought he would be. Um, but I think the, the bet here is that he's going to be back. Um, and when he is, he's going to be great. Um, also rest of season, uh, Buda Baker came back this past week and played with one hand and still had 10 tackles. (laughs) Um, he's just ridiculous. Um, so I would love some Buda Baker (laughs) for the, for the rest of season. He's something else, uh, at linebacker. Uh, this was tough because I think there's a lot of names out there. I ended up going with Blake Martinez because of situation. The Giants are awful. Um, I think Blake Martinez is going to continue to get all kinds of opportunity. Um, and then I was heavily torn. Um, went back and forth a number of times on this and uh, ultimately decided to go against Darius Leonard, which is probably a bad uh-huh. idea. Um, I ended up going Zach Cunningham. Um, which is a little off the map, maybe a little bold. Um, That Houston situation is also not good. Not as bad as New York because very few things are as bad as New York. Um, But Houston's not great either. They haven't been able to sustain a lot on offense. Maybe that changes with Bob gone. Um, But Zach Cunningham, I think, has very quietly put up great numbers this year. Um, And I, I like him moving forward to do the same. Uh, a defensive line, I feel like you can't go against Miles Garrett. He's just incredible, very consistent. Um, I feel like he's going to be an annual threat to Michael Strahan's sack record. Um, and uh, we've talked, you know, this is a, a darling of the pod at this point. We feels like we talk about him every week, but Aldon Smith has been remarkable yeah. this year, um, and I feel like it's hard to go away from him at this point with the mess in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, that um, those sound good. I think we, we have a lot of uh, a lot of similarities. Um, you know, for DB, I win Buda Baker. Um, you know, big big fan of his. He's just just a stud. Uh, having him out that one week was was brutal to one of my teams. But um, you know, now that he's back, I'm you know setting him setting it and forgetting it with him. Um, I think my other one um, for DB is more of a uh, I want to preach uh, for the Buffalo Bills fans out there. Uh, Jordan Poyer. Um, this man gets no respect. Uh, he, uh, he continues to just kind of be a playmaker, rack up tackles, um, just overall good player. Um, so maybe a little bold, bold statement there, but, um, you know, I like Jordan Boyer going forward in that Bills defense. Um, I think they're going to get better and I think he's just going to continue to do what he does. 
Oh, I love it, man. I, th- I think, um, I, granted, it's going to be depending on what he does tonight, but I think if he has another yeah. nice night tonight, I think he's the DB1 on the season. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. Um, for linebackers, yeah, Blake Martinez is just, he's just a beast. He's just going to get you, you know, 10 tackles a game, and you're going to be, you're going to be happy with that. Um, the other one I have is Patrick Queen, um, the rookie. Uh, last week, he just, he just blew up, scoring touchdowns, tackling, fum- forcing fumbles. Um, you know, I think they found their, uh, inside linebacker, the future in Baltimore. And that's, that's always a good thing. So, um, you know, rest of the season and in dynasty, I think he's a, he's just a great, um, great linebacker to have. Very bold, but I love it. Um, it does seem like he's coming on. Uh, so Mm -hmm. I, I, I love that call. Yeah. Um, and then for D line, I think we're, you know, we're, we're in, um, in agreement, you know, Miles Garrett, Alden Smith, they're, they're just tearing it up. Um, you know, always concerned with Alden Smith about his, his past, you know, can he keep it going? Um, is he going to find himself in trouble again? You know, in, in Dallas, who knows? Um, another name I kind of had on here is like a third option, Akeem Hicks, not Hakeem Nicks, as uh, I know <laughs> brings back uh, memories from, from years ago for you, but Akeem Hicks, um, just kind of looking what he's doing from that D line position. It's, it's, it can be a crapshoot sometimes. I think he's just consistent. And I think consistency at that position is, is crucial. So he seems to be doing some good work. So I'll, I'll just throw him out there. But definitely the Garrett and Smith are kind of the, the top tier at the moment. I get it. Those hands. Hakeem, Hakeem <laughs> Nicks. He, 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 wore like, he wore like three XL gloves. <laughs> yes, sir. That's, that's how you get after those quarterbacks. Oh. Yep. <laughs> get, your big, get your big mitts on them. <laughs> yep. Uh, who who knew that we would have multiple Hakeem Nicks references on the pod this year? I feel really good about it. Um, man, he fell off a cliff so fast. Oh, he really did. Yeah. Uh, that was that was super sad. I don't know what happened there. Um, all right, so uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, we definitely encourage you keep the uh, questions coming. If there's you know uh, fun segments that you want us to add to the pod, things that you want us to talk about, we're happy to bring it up. Um, you know to to kind of c- continue to give you new content moving forward. Um, yep. So now we're gonna move into the waivers. Um, so Alex, can you kick it off with um, some quarterback names? I can think of one in particular that people will be interested in. <laughs> Have I told you about the red rifle, um, <laughs> Andy Dalton? Um, he'll be going into um, yeah the Dallas offense. Um, you know I, I talked about Zeke earlier. Kind of they'll they'll rely on him, um, but I I don't see them slowing down their their passing offense um, simply because their defense is just so 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 terrible. Um, you know with those three those three wide receivers they have there. Um, you know and even their tight end who's coming along. Um, I think Andy Dalton is is potentially a, a QB one going forward. I, I'd say you know definitely definitely stack your bench, make sure you have people. But I think he's got the potential to kind of just be a a starter the rest of the year um, in fantasy. Um, maybe another bold prediction, but um, I think in that offense and well, really just that defense, um, you know anything anything is possible. Um, so yeah, Andy Dalton will will definitely be uh, picked up by a, a number of teams this week. Um, and then the other one, um, I was just looking at schedules going forward, you know, for waiver wires. Kirk Cousins, um, you know, not a sexy name. He's going against Atlanta. Um, you know, you always like you always like that. Um, just who is playing Atlanta? I would like to start that quarterback. Um, so if you're just looking for someone on buys or, you know, COVID concerns, um, you know, Kirk Cousins uh, seems to be available in a bunch of leagues. So um, maybe maybe a spot start if you're feeling frisky. Um, other than that, nothing really. Um, you know, those are the big quarterbacks I saw uh, for the week. Yeah, those are great. Um, he's likely not out there, but I mean, you it never hurts to check your wire, but um, Justin Herbert has really been lighting mm. it up. Um, and now that my boy Anthony Lynn came to his senses and uh, <laughs> has decided to continue to, to play Herbert moving forward, he's yeah. just been great. Had four touchdowns last night. Um, looks really good. So if, if you're in a situation where he actually is out there on your wire, um, I would definitely go snatch him up, even if you have another good quarterback, because, you know, Herbert... He looks awesome, you know, and as we saw this past week with Dak, um, you, you know, you can never really take health for granted for any of your players. Yeah. Um, but certainly at a position like quarterback where they're getting hit a lot, um, you know, that having a, a stud backup in a year like this is a good thing. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a great call. Seeing him play last night was it was eye opening. He just kind of kept it going. And, you know, even as we go more in the waivers, I think any of the positional players around him are going to see bumps because he's just. He, he looks like the real deal. So, 
Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one moving forward because, I mean, similarly to Daniel Jones, now to be fair, this year it looks like the evaluators might have been on to something with Daniel Jones not being that great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, you know, last year I think Daniel Jones flashed a lot, you know, and, and I think evaluators were kind of wondering what they had missed there. Um, in a similar vein, uh, evaluators were not very complimentary of Justin Herbert, and I think that the, the Chargers were kind of – um, at least in some circles, pretty roundly canned um, mm. for taking Herbert. Um, man, he looks awesome. Uh, yeah. He looks really, really good. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, I think we know that you know NFL defenses will adjust. Clearly, NFL defenses adjusted to Daniel Jones, and that hasn't gone well. Um, they'll adjust to Herbert as well. We'll see if he can adjust with them. Yeah, for sure. But at least for now, you know, ride the wave. He looks awesome. Um, you know, in that kind of production. You're clearly not going to find that out of every quarterback. Um, all right. So moving over to defensive line, um, not a not a big week, I'd say, this week for defensive line. So I've just got a few names, uh, some of which we've, we've gone over before. Uh, I've talked frequently about the Giants, um, not only because I'm a fan of the Giants, um, but mostly because they're terrible. Um, and as a result, the defense is on the field a lot, so you get a lot of production. Uh, we've talked about Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence in previous weeks. This week, I'm going to talk about Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, so this isn't someone that's going to get you a tremendous amount of sack production. Uh, I think this man is about 340 pounds, um, but he is an excellent tackler, um, and he's the person that took over for Snacks Harrison when Snacks left the Giants as kind of that that run stuffer in the middle. He's been very, very good at that this year. Um, anyone that played Snacks Harrison previously um, you know, knew that you weren't going to get much in terms of sack production, but you were going to get a lot of tackles. Um, Dalvin Tomlinson is in that same place right now. He's only rostered in 25% of fan tracks leagues. He's got at least five tackles and three out of five games so far. Um, so this, you know, definitely not um, a sexy pickup. Um, but if, you know, you're kind of riding the wave with defensive linemen that are, you know, spiking one week and then giving you absolutely nothing. Um, sometimes it's nice to, you know, if you roster um, and play multiple defensive linemen to have someone that's going to give you steady production. Dalvin Tomlinson is someone that can give you steady production to kind of go along with, you know, someone like, let's say, an Aaron Donald who four sacks. I mean, I felt so bad for Alex Smith. I'm like, why? Why would you put him in against that? (laughs) Don't expose that man. It's just not nice. No, it's not. Um, Aaron Aaron Donald's incredible. He had himself a day. Um, but Dalvin Tomlinson, you know, could be interesting if you're looking for someone with steady production. We've talked about this name previously, but he's still only rostered in 34% of Fantrax leagues. Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder um, picked up a lot of snaps after Nick Bosa went out. Um, and he's had sacks in four out of five games so far. Um, so he's actually been a pretty steady producer on that Niners defensive line. The Niners look like a mess right now, um, you know. So you'd have to think that uh, that that defensive line is going to be relied on even more heavily. Um, so I think Kerry Hyder, uh, you know, if he's still out there in your leagues, is a nice pickup. Um, and for kind of a deeper league um, play, because we we try to talk about those on the pod. Uh, Demontre Moore um, for Seattle. So Seattle, you know, as we've talked about previously, is is not the defense that they used to be, um, but there's certainly still opportunities for production there. Demontre Moore only played in 23% of snaps um, this past week, but in those 23% of snaps, he had four tackles and a sack. Um, so this is a, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that Demontre Moore is Aldon Smith, um, but there's some similarities here. This is someone that the Giants took in the second or third round years ago. Um, he had a lot of issues, I think, with disciplinary issues, not showing up you know, to practice on time, mental lapses. The Giants finally were done with him and they got rid of him. He bounced over to Dallas, not surprisingly. That seems to happen in these cases. Um, <laughs> didn't even cut it in Dallas. Uh, was out of the league for a little while um, and resurfaced with Seattle. Um, this is just someone to keep an eye on. I'm not necessarily saying unless you were in a very deep league um, to go out and add him. But if he starts to get more snaps, this has always been someone with a tremendous amount of talent, in particular someone I think that has the athleticism to bend the edge and get after the quarterback. Um, there's 
there's opportunity in Seattle. So I think that's why I would definitely keep an eye on Demontre Moore, because if he gets the opportunity, he could be extremely productive in Seattle. Do you have some names for us at running back, Alex? Yeah, um, you know, we, talk, we started off about uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, Alex Madison uh, is his backup, filled in admirable, admirably uh, 100 yards uh, on Sunday night. Um, as we said, I, I don't think the injury for uh, Cook is um, is too severe, but he may be out for the week. So um, I think Madison is a is a good uh, good pickup and good start for the week. Um, you know, it seems like they like to run the ball. So whoever's running the ball seems to have success there in Minnesota. So um, Alex Madison should be on your radar. Um, and then um, who continues to just uh, kind of dominate, um, you know, to uh, to the Kenyon Drake owner's uh, dismay. Uh, Chase, uh, Chase Edmonds has just um, just been crushing it lately. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know if he's, you know, in, in the, in deep leagues, he, he's probably picked up. Um, but you know, if he's available, definitely make a claim for him. I know people have picked him up, started him, you know, and they reap the benefits. So keep Chase Edmonds in mind. If he's available, scoop him up. Um, you know, I think, I think he's startable, uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, who knows with Kenyon Drake, it seems like he fell into the end zone last week, but overall doesn't seem to really be wowing. So, um, you know, Chase Edmonds, definitely someone to keep in mind. Yeah, apparently the only person out there that's wowed is Cliff Kingsbury because, um, <laughs> man, he keeps trotting him out there. Like he just yeah. doesn't doesn't seem to mind that there's absolutely zero explosiveness there. Um, yeah. Even this past week, 18 carries. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Alex, you know, because I'm very torn. Obviously, um, I've talked up Kenyon Drake uh, in the offseason. He was someone I was very interested in. I have him rostered um, in a number of leagues. Um, because of the volume, I don't feel like I can get rid of him. Um, you know, and, and no one, I, I mean, maybe there's someone out there, but I feel like no one wants to buy Kenyon Drake right now, unless it's for nothing. Um, you know, so because of that, I don't feel like I can trade him. Um, it, it seems like the intelligent coaching move at this point would be to give the volume to Chase Edmonds, but. I've seen zero indication so far that Cliff Kingsbury has any interest in doing that. I, why? I, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, their offense has been more successful lately when Edmonds been running the ball. I mean, they were playing the Jets, so take that for what it is. But, you know, if, if Kenyon Drake can't run against the Jets, then um, I don't know. <laughs> I Yeah, it's it's a tough call. He's getting the carries. Um, you're right. Eventually someone should figure it out and stop giving him the carries. Um, so that's – yeah, it's a tough spot. I – I, I wasn't a big uh, Kenyon Drake fan um, in the beginning of the year. He kind of reminded me a lot of like Jeremy Hill, kind of like one year wonders, you know, maybe invest a high, high pick on, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking a victory lap now, um, you know, but I, I kind of, um, I was worried about it. Um, but I mean, he's getting the carries, which is something I didn't, you know, kind of keep in mind, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough spot for Kenyon Drake owners. If you can get Edmonds as well, you know, maybe that that'll suffice and you can at least supplant, um, but um, yeah, it's it's a tough position for Kenyon Drake owners for sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, in in an interesting way, I mean, I almost kind of hope that, um, you know, because it's such a barren landscape out there right now for running backs, you know, it'd be nice to have some clarity there and, you know, whatever that is. So, yeah. you know, start getting Kenyon Drake involved in the passing game. I mean, I think what I had seen statistically was six, six targets in five games for Kenyon Drake. Wow. Yeah. Um, which runs counter to what he's been saying. Cause you know, publicly he's saying we need to get the ball more to Kenyon Drake. And, you know, he's a couple times said, you know, we need to put him in positions to succeed. We need to get him in space, um, giving him the ball to pound up the rock, you know, like <laughs> just, you know, 18 <laughs> times. I mean, and then throwing the ball to chase Edmonds in space. I mean, it, his actions and his words don't seem to be matching up. Um, Kenyon Drake doesn't look good, you know, so I'm not necessarily advocating for Drake to be getting the lion's share. I, I guess in my mind, I feel like they need to flip this thing, um, yep. you know, start letting Kenyon Drake theoretically be the change of pace, um, you know, like give him some carries, you know, to kind of spell Edmonds. And then who knows, maybe, you know, I don't know. We, we know Drake had that injury in training camp. Maybe, Maybe that injury is still bothering him and it's hurting his explosiveness. Maybe if you reduce his workload, um, he starts to freshen up a little bit. But yeah. it just it seems to the eye that Chase Edmonds is very clearly the more explosive back here. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and, and for the sake of folks that have Kyler Murray, Cardinals fans, um, you know, anyone out there, I just feel like um, 
gosh, just <laughs> give give Chase Edmonds the lion's share here and like <laughs> just bring some clarity to this. Because I feel like the Kenyon Drake folks understandably don't feel like they can bench him with, you know, still getting that much work every week. Um, but I mean, I, I can say as someone that has him in some leagues, you don't ever feel good about putting him in your lineup yeah. and you should have felt good the last two weeks. I mean, the lions and the jets, and yet you still didn't feel good as it's a bad situation. All right. Um, I'm going to talk about some linebackers. There's actually a lot of names out there, um, but I'll just go through a few. Um, so there some of the names I'm going to bring up right now are snap count names to keep an eye on. Um, so one uh, is Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson is someone that um, I think we all remember from last year. Last year he was a rookie um, for the Cleveland Browns. He got hurt in training camp, um, you know, and then as a result, they've been kind of slowly working him back. And when I say slowly, I mean at a snail's pace. Um, it's like they're giving him like an extra five to 10% of snaps every week. Um, so this past week, he was up to 34% of snaps. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily rush out to the wire to get him yet um, because they haven't shown any indication that <laughs> they're going to like spike this thing to 100 anytime in the near future. To their credit, they're winning, so they don't really have to. Um, and they do have a glut of linebackers there in Cleveland. Um, but he's one to at least keep an eye on because I do think that they like him a lot. And I think their plan is for him to be their every down guy. Um I just have absolutely no idea when that's going to happen. Cody Barton. Cody Barton um, was drafted last year by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, this is another team that has a glut of linebackers. Um, we know Jordan Brooks, I think, is the, you know, this is the player that they took in the first round. Um, but Cody Barton, I think, was a fourth rounder last year. Uh, he got 68% of the snaps this past week. Um this is one to keep an eye on. I wouldn't necessarily rush out to your wire to get him unless you're in a deeper league. Um, he is someone that I think they like a lot, um, and it was interesting to see him in the lineup getting that many snaps. Um, so he's definitely another one to keep an eye on because we know that Seattle is you know, kind of linebacker heaven. Um, so if, if he continues to get that many snaps, he's likely to be productive moving forward. Uh, we've talked about him a number of times, but Bobby Okereke, um, you know, with Darius Leonard out, he had a great week. Um, it does seem like he's likely the preferred option over Anthony Walker moving forward. Um, I do think that his production is going to be very dependent on whether or not Darius Leonard is in there because Darius Leonard just soaks up every tackle when he's in there. Um, but if Leonard continues to be out with that groin injury, then Okereke, um, if he's not already on your lineup, is certainly a great pickup. He had a very nice week this past week against Cleveland. Thomas Davis, uh, old friend Thomas Davis, uh, he's he's slowly picking up more snaps in Washington. Um, so uh, I think he had about 14% of snaps last week. He bumped up to 50% of snaps this past week. Um, he's another one that, like, unless you're in a deeper league, you don't necessarily need to rush out to the wire to get him. But it does seem like he's eating into Kevin Pierre Louis, uh, Lewis's playtime um so there could potentially be a switch there we know ron rivera loves him some thomas davis um so there there could ultimately be a switch there with thomas davis becoming an every down linebacker next to john bostick moving forward we talked about troy reader last week troy reader was the micah kaiser replacement um, micah kaiser was one of my locks of the week um, to be a top 12 linebacker obviously he didn't play troy reader did troy reader <laughs> Oh, eight solo tackles, three assisted tackles, three sacks. Troy Jeez. Reader was incredible in that absolute sack bonanza against football team. Um, football. So if uh, if Kaiser remains out, um, Troy Reader is an absolute must add to your roster. Um, we've talked about that Rams every down linebacker role being an absolute bonanza for fantasy. Um, you don't have to be good to play it. Many of the guys that have played it have not been good. Um, Troy Reader is not good, but clearly he's good enough <laughs> to join in on the bonanza, um, you know, when, when Aaron Donald's in front of you. So um, get yourself some Troy Reader if Micah Kaiser's not going to be in. Um, another snap count guy, uh, William Gay. This was the third round rookie for um, the Chiefs. They've been very slowly um, working him in um, in that Chiefs defense. 
this past week, he ended up getting 47% of the snaps. So this is another one, you know, to kind of keep an eye on, not necessarily um, someone that you have to go out and add right now, but it does seem like they're working Willie Gay in. Um, And I think that if, you know, he is able to take on um, an every down roll, or at least as close as you're going to get to it in that Chiefs defense, he could be very productive with his athleticism. Um, now blanking on his first name, but um, Adams, uh, who's a linebacker for the Texans, uh, he took over for Bernardrick McKinney and he had himself a nice day. Um, this is another one where, you know, just keep an eye on Bernard uh, Bernardrick McKinney's situation. If he continues to be out, Adams is the every down replacement and he's a nice play there. Um, Foyer Oluokun, uh for the Falcons, he is the every down linebacker next to Deion Jones. He's been really, really good this year and under the radar. Um, he had hurt his hamstring and he had been out a few weeks, um, but the last two weeks he's been back and he's been incredible. This past week he had 12 solo tackles and two assisted tackles. Um, it, it certainly looks like Deion Jones has lost a step. Deion Jones has been fine, um, but he's not the best linebacker to have anymore on the Falcons. Um, that's Foye Oluwokun. So if he's out there on your wire, I'd go get him. Um, the Falcons seem to like him a lot, and he's been incredibly productive. Uh, and in uh, Cincinnati, this is a situation that we've been monitoring as well because there's opportunity here. Uh, we've been cautioning that there could be a change of the guard at some point with the number of young linebackers that they have there. I think we had thought all along that it would be Logan Wilson, but Logan Wilson's been hurt. Um, the leader in snaps this past week was a different rookie. Akeem Davis Gaither played 79% of the snaps for the Bengals. This is one I would encourage you to go out and get um, because this is another rookie with a tremendous amount of athleticism that they like a lot. Um, I'm not going to guarantee that he's going to be like the every down linebacker for Cincinnati moving forward. Um, But this is a player that they like. Um, He doesn't have the same draft capital that Logan Wilson has, but Logan Wilson wasn't a first rounder. Keep in mind, Um, some people saw him as a first round talent, but he was a third round pick. Um, Akeem Davis Gaither, you know, was another day three guy. Um, and he has just as much opportunity to be the guy moving forward for Cincinnati as Logan Wilson does. So if you want to take a shot at him being the guy, um, that's a good name to go out and get. Uh, so that was kind of a lot at linebacker, but there was a lot to talk about this week. Um, do you, uh, have some names for us at wide receiver and tight end, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate all those names. My uh, my defense was absolutely horrid last week, so um, I will be hitting the waiver wire uh, for the, <laughs> pretty much all those defensive players. So thank you for that. Well, you are um, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, looking at uh, the pass catchers, um, there was a guy in Pittsburgh named Chase Claypool. Um, I don't know if you heard of him. Um, he no, had, did, did he have a good week? He had quite himself a game. Uh, I remember having a, a text with a friend um, right around the second quarter saying, oh, is, is Chase Claypool ran a touchdown and caught a touchdown? And then he just <laughs> he proceeded to score two more touchdowns. Um, it's Yeah, it was, it was an incredible game. You know, is it a boomer bust game? Um, I think we're at the point with him where he's definitely someone who should be on your roster. Um, Deontay Johnson went down early in the game, so perhaps he saw an increase after that. Um, but Deontay Johnson just hasn't been healthy this year. So, um, you know, with, with how he's played, uh, some of the catches he's made, I think he's, he's on, he's a star on the rise in Pittsburgh. Um, definitely someone, someone to pick up. And I think he'll be probably the number one pickup, um, maybe outside of Andy Dalton this week, um, in fantasy. Um, other names I have, uh, and I'm going to butcher this LaVisca Chenault, uh, Jacksonville. you're, You're right on it. Yeah, he um he's he's been a stud. He's just been consistent. Um, I think he just got a he got a touchdown week one. Hasn't scored since, but he's just continuing to get more targets. Um, I think he got up to eight targets last week. Seems like Minshew likes him. Um, you know he gets in the end zone. He's going to be getting you twenty points in a week. Um, just just consistent getting targets. Um, in that high powered quote unquote Jags offense. Um, they may not be winning, but they're they're passing the ball. So um, you know that's a that's a good thing for fantasy. Um, so I, yeah, I have some LaVisca Chenault stock and, um, you know, he's, he's going to be moving into my lineup probably in the coming weeks, uh, with buys, um, as a, as a man who appreciates some DJ Chark, uh, the LaVisca <laughs> Chenault call breaks my heart. Um, yeah. but it's a, it's a great one. They, they spent high draft capital on him. They like him a lot. They said in the preseason that they were going to try to get him involved and they've backed that up every week. He's been getting yep. more and more time. They've been finding different ways to get him the ball. He, he looks really good. 
Yeah, yeah, he's like a Swiss Army knife. I've seen him lined up at running back on sweeps. Um, yeah, just they're they're finding ways to use him, and that's that's always a bonus. Um, other names I have. Uh, so in Philadelphia, they're just looking for bodies. It seems to to catch the ball. Um, a couple guys. Uh, yeah, Howie tra- Roseman actually gave me a call. I told him I was a little busy this week, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'll I'll think about it next week. <laughs> so, so a couple names that have been uh, doing some work lately is uh, Travis Fulgham. Um, he caught the game winner last week against uh, the Niners, and then he went off um, on Sunday. Um, I, I don't know have his exact stat line, but but very good um, stat line. Um, for, <laughs> his stat line was very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, perhaps he and uh, and Wentz are finding uh, a connection. Um, and then um, Greg Ward in Philadelphia as well. It seems like their offense may be picking up a little bit. I still, I still am nervous about Carson Wentz um, in general. But um, you know they're playing the NFC East, so the defenses are terrible there. So just <laughs> give them a shot, put them on your bench. Maybe one day they'll pay off. Uh, but those those guys seem to be seem to be doing pretty good. Um, other names. So um, the Broncos were off this week. Tim Patrick had a great uh, week. Um, two weeks ago. Um, so he may have been dropped, you know, kind of in the, in the mad scramble. Um, so take a look out for him. Um, it seems like whoever's throwing him the ball, um, he seems to be making plays. Um, so, you know, just keep, keep an eye on that. And then last night, um, Keenan Allen, I don't have a, an update on his injury. Probably maybe you should have touched on in the news. He went down early and Mike Williams just kind of went off. Um, you know, I'm, I've had some Mike Williams stock. He's kind of bounced around um, being on my roster, on my bench, in my starting lineup generally when he's in my starting lineup he does nothing um but perhaps <laughs> perhaps with keenan allen going down and then as we mentioned the the justin herbert effect um perhaps he he finds finds a way to play football well consistently um so you know just just keep him in mind i would i always always hesitate on mike williams he's 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 broken my heart a couple of times but you know someone to keep in mind if keenan allen's out um that offense is, is definitely picking up steam well we we have to remember something though alex um it's not Mike Williams who broke your heart. <laughs> you know who it was. <laughs> I do. It was Philip Rivers. <laughs> it was. It was, was Philip Rivers. And, and and now now that Herbert's there, I mean, I'm actually 100% with you. Like, I think we were always tantalized by the talent of Mike Williams. Um, and then the consistency was always maddening. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think with Rivers gone and, you know, now um, Colts fans get to live that life. Um, you know, you wonder why T Y Hilton all of a sudden looks like he can't play football. Um, Mike Williams really could be a thing, especially, um, you know, if, if Keenan Allen misses any time. So yeah, I, uh, I I love the call. I I think that he could be what people always wanted him to be, you know, as a first round pick years ago. Yeah. So are you saying that Philip Rivers might not be a hall of famer? Just, uh, I'm I'm hinting at it. Um, but, but. He will be at Eli Manning's Hall of Fame Ooh. ceremony. Um, so <laughs> give him the speech. You know. He's giving the speech, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, Eli really should invite him because he paved the way for Eli to have a Hall of Fame career. So hat hat tip over here to Philip Rivers. You uh, you took one for the team. We appreciate you. Um, <laughs> uh, the the anger of all the Philip Rivers fans out there is just skyrocketing at the moment. No, really. <laughs> I love every minute of it. It's okay. You can tweet us at mildly defensive. Um, I will. Uh, I will. I will accept your hatred. It's okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I just have two more. Uh, two tight ends. Um, the wasteland of tight ends um, is crazy. Um, Jimmy Graham um, is back from the dead. Uh, he likes Nick Foles. Seems to like him. Um, he's got four touchdowns this year. Um, you know, I spot started him last week with uh, Noah Fant um, kind of out. Um, he did some work. I mean, he's not getting crazy catches, but he seems to be scoring. Um, you know, in the tight end world, that's that's really all you can ask for unless you have Travis Kelsey. Um, and then um, then Austin Hooper, who I think had high hopes in the beginning of the year. I've seen him dropped in a couple of leagues. Um, just kind of looking at his targets the last couple of weeks. Uh, Baker Mayfield, while maybe not really throwing it, you know, all over the place, he seems to like throwing it to Austin Hooper. They might be finding a connection. So um, if he's available, I'd say pick him up worth a worth a spot start, perhaps. Um, he seems to be getting a lot more targets, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks. So someone to keep in mind. Yeah, what did he have, like 17 this past week? I mean, that's, that's just an yeah. incredible number of targets. I'm sure all the Odell Beckham folks were very sad. <laughs> <They saw laughs> yeah. the, the Austin Hooper got 17 yeah. targets. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I at tight end is tight end is such a wasteland that, you know, I think anyone is kind of worth a shot, you know, just to take yeah. a take another spin of the wheel and see what happens. Um yeah. so yeah, who who knows if that connection actually is there. We know Hooper has the talent. Um he just hasn't had the opportunity so far. So if yep. it's there then yeah, that could be great. Um sweet. Um then we will talk about defensive backs and then wrap this up. I've got a few names at defensive back. Um, So one name that I think Brandon has brought up previously is Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie Harrison was traded from the Jaguars to the Browns in a move that was highly confusing for both teams, um, mostly because Ronnie Harrison hasn't played for the Browns and the Jaguars need everything. Um, So uh, Ronnie Harrison did play this past week because Kurt uh, Kurt Joseph got hurt. Um, There's, you know, or Car- Carl Joseph. Um, I don't know. Kurt Joseph is a made up name. Um, if he's out there on your wire though, take a look. Cause you know, might be a good pickup. Um, <laughs> yes, that's good. Kurt Joseph, Kurt, Kurt Joseph is your mailman. I think so. <laughs> he's got a nice mustache. You know, it's, it's never, it's never a bad thing. Um, but yes, Car- Carl Joseph, an actual NFL football player, um, was hurt. Um, which is something Carl Joseph is really good at doing. Um, Ronnie Harrison took over. So if Carl Joseph remains out, uh, Ronnie Harrison, I think, can be a nice add uh, to give you some good production uh, moving forward for the Browns. Jordan Fuller, uh, this is someone I think we've talked about previously. He might have been dropped in your league. Um, He was the replacement for Taylor Rapp. Um, He got hurt, uh, had a shoulder injury, I believe. He's been out the last few weeks. Um, Rapp played and played well, so I think there was potentially some concern that Rapp would take that job back. He did not. Um, Fuller came back and played 100% of the snaps this past week. Um, So if Fuller's out there, go get him um, because he's been highly productive um, in that Ram spot. I'm going to be real as someone that, you know, drafted Taylor Rapp. I don't know what happened here. Um, <laughs> the coaches obviously know better than we do. And to be fair, McVeigh's a very good coach. Um, so clearly they saw something that they didn't like. Um, but F- Fuller's the guy. You know, I think this was Rapp's chance to get that job back, and he didn't. They gave it right back to Fuller. Um, so go get Fuller if he's out there. Uh, Shaq Griffin. Um, you know, we've talked about this with kind of Dallas, um, and obviously Seattle's in the same place. Uh, they get into shootouts every single week. Shaq Griffin, generally speaking, draws the best wide receiver of the opposing team um, and is not good enough to cover said best wide receiver of the opposing <laughs> team. As a result, he gets a lot of tackles. Um, so if he's still out there in your league, Shaq Griffin has already had a few huge spike weeks. Um, he was on Thielen this past week, and Thielen lit him up. Um, and he got a lot of tackles. <laughs> um, so uh, go get yourself some Shaq Griffin um, if you want, you know, some some good uh, tackle production from a corner. Um, and Rayshon Jenkins, he's been a little banged up, um, but he plays safety for the Chargers. Safety for the Chargers has always been a nice fantasy spot. Um, now that Jenkins is back and, and playing 100% of the snaps, he had a nice week this past week, seven solo tackles, two assisted tackles, he should have some pretty steady production moving forward. Um, so if he's out there on your wire, I think Rayshon Jenkins is a good add as well. All right. Um, well, this was a lot of fun. Um, certainly, I think that there's going to be weeks where, you know, due to the busyness of life and everything else, um, it might not always be me and Brandon. Um, so I highly doubt this is the last time you will hear from Alex Boardwell. Alex, thank you so much for being on. Uh, did you have a good time? Yeah, it was it was a good time. Enjoy enjoy talking, joking, having a good time. I took took diligent notes for my waiver wire, so appreciate the uh, <laughs> appreciate the insight. We we appreciate everything that you brought. Um, I I do need to give you a shout out um, for doing this last second. Um, Alex Boardwell is a three time champion in our league of record. Uh, you know, certainly a, a great competitor, great friend. Um, and it, it was it was good to have uh, have you on and be able to talk for the people about uh, some of the waivers coming up this week. Um, so we we wish you all the best um, as you're doing your waivers. One quick note: um, I'm going to be traveling at the end of this week, so it doesn't look like we're going to be able to do a positional rankings um, pod. I apologize that we won't be able to get that out later this week. Um, but we will be back next week. 
to do waivers and we will still be active on Twitter. Um, you know, so if you have positional ranking questions, start sit questions, um, please reach out at mildly defensive and ask us. We're more than happy to answer those questions. Um, as always, we really appreciate your support. Um, if you can rate and subscribe wherever you listen to us, we're on most platforms at this point. Um, we would really appreciate that, you know, to kind of continue to uh, get the word out there about this young podcast. Um, and for Alex Boardwell, I'm Matt Jordan. Have a great rest of your week.